We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence and rejoice of hope firm unto the end. Now here he speaks of the house of Christ. Well, let's read it again, verse 6. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are. So we are Christians, or the church. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if ye will hear his voice, and harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, and proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Now let's stop here and take a look at this for a minute. Particularly this verse right here where it says, For they have not known my ways. Now someone might say, Well, yes, Brother Caps, you know, they couldn't know God's ways, because God's ways are higher than our ways, higher than the heavens are above the earth. Well, now, you see, that is in the Bible, the 55th chapter of Isaiah. But now, if you would stop and take a look at what he is talking about there, you hear people say this all the time. You hear people quote this Word of God, and they quote it like this. Well, you know, the Bible says. Well, that really wasn't what the Bible said the way they said it. Well, we'll just never know God's ways. His ways are higher than our ways. Now, let me take you there. Isaiah 55. Let's start with verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, you see what God is saying here? He didn't say to the Christians, he didn't say to the righteous man, now, my ways are higher than your ways. He didn't say to the church, my ways are higher than your ways, and you'll just never know my ways. Oh, no, no. In fact, he said the very opposite. He said, be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, if we can't know God's ways or enter into that perfection, why did he say for us to do it? <laughs> You see, some of our ideas sometimes because of scriptures quoted out of context. And you'll hear this scripture quoted much out of context. See, he said, let the wicked man forsake his ways, the unrighteous man his thoughts. For the wicked man's thoughts and the unrighteous man's thoughts are not my thoughts, saith the Lord. Neither the ways of the wicked or the ways of the unrighteous man, their ways are not my ways. And as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways above the ways of the wicked and unrighteous man. Now, won't that just hang there a while? (laughs) Because I know there's been a lot of people confused about that. Well, you know, the Bible says that God's ways are higher, and we'll just never know God's ways. Well, certainly we'll know God's ways if we read God's Word. Wouldn't be anything to keep us from knowing God's ways. It's God's will that we know His way. Glory to God. I tell you what, that excites me. Now, let's get back over here. We're here in the third chapter, 
verse 7 and 8, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. In other words, in the wilderness when the children of Israel provoked God. God was provoked at the children of Israel. Now, God had given them the land. He had given them the promised land, and he said, Go in and possess it. Now, that was the way God said it to them. It's yours. It belongs to you. Go in and possess that land. Well, they didn't go in and possess it, did they? You know why they didn't possess it? Because they wouldn't believe what God said. They provoked God in the wilderness. They provoked Him by their words. They provoked Him by their actions. Now, let me read you from Exodus chapter 23, because I think this is vital to understanding what is spoken here. We'll start with verse 20. God is speaking to Israel. He said, Behold, I send an angel before you to keep thee in the way, to bring thee to the place which I have prepared. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to thine enemies. Now, Notice here the phrase in this 22nd verse, But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, the voice of an angel, and do all the things that I speak. Now, somebody said, well, did the angel tell him what to do? Well, he says, and do all the things that I speak. So God had spoken, and the angel knew what God said, and the angel is not going to say anything other than what God said. Anytime an angel says anything other than what God tells him to say, then he's in trouble what happened to Lucifer. Now you'll notice here that he says, I will be an enemy to thine enemies, an adversary to thine adversaries. My angel shall go before thee and bring thee unto the Amorites, the Hittites, the Persiavites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I'll cut them off. Now God says, I'll do all these things. But he said, this angel that I've assigned, it wasn't just any angel. Evidently it was the angel of the Lord. Sign that angel to Israel. Notice what it says, to keep thee in the way and to lead thee or bring thee to the place which I have prepared. Now, where was this place? The place was the land of promise. It was Canaan land. It was a land that floweth with milk and honey. It was a land of prosperity. It was a land where the children of Israel would live in houses they didn't build. They would eat of vineyards they didn't plant. They would be prosperous and blessed. And God assigned them a special angel to lead them there. Now, you know, people that are against the prosperity message, I don't know what they'd do with that. Because that was God's will for Israel. That they live in houses they didn't build, eat of vineyards they didn't plant, and have full abundance. That was God's provision for them. But even though God assigned an angel, now, see, this is where a lot of people miss it today. They say, well, you know, if God wanted me to be prosperous, then he'd just make me prosperous. Well, God tried to make these people prosperous, but a lot of them died in poverty in the wilderness, never did even get to the promised land. Now, they had their provisions made for them. God supernaturally provided for them there in the wilderness. But you see, God had something better for them. And he had assigned an angel, supernatural, intervention of God by an angel to keep them in the way and lead them to the place God had prepared for them. But many of them, thousands upon thousands and hundreds of thousands of them never made it. 
They died in the wilderness. Never obtained what God promised them. Why? Because they provoked God. Now they provoked this angel. See, God said, don't you provoke that angel because he won't forgive you. Now, an angel didn't have to forgive him. I mean, he had God's word. God's word was out. If they didn't keep the word of God, if they didn't obey God, it was curtains for them. And that's why the snakes came. That's why the calamities came there in the wilderness. That's why those things happened. It was because of God's word. It wasn't that God was out against them. It was God's word was spoken and, and it had to come to pass. So you notice then that even though God had set an angel over them to lead them, and you know the story if you read it there in the book of Exodus, how that there was a light, a cloud by day and a light by night. And the light that lighted Israel at night was darkness behind them. <laughs> it was light where the children of Israel were and where their enemy was is dark. I'll tell you, God had things rigged for them, didn't he? And God was supernaturally intervening. Now, you come back here into Hebrews, the third chapter, and he says, The Holy Ghost saith, Harden not your hearts as in the provocation, temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works for forty years. I really believe that what God's talking about here and what God did in the forty years in the wilderness was God's experiment in miracles. God's experiment by leading people by signs and wonders. And it's really a flop. <laughs> you know, I mean, the people fail. God didn't fail. The people fail. If you'll notice, God did all kinds of miracles there to preserve Israel. And yet they wouldn't believe. They ended up wanting to worship a calf and make them a calf. Now, you know, this was God's experiment with miracles. And that's the reason that we're not to follow signs and wonders today. The Bible said, Jesus said, these signs will follow you. You're not supposed to follow signs. And I believe that this proves that people, even though they see great and mighty miracles, don't necessarily believe. In fact, it hardened them in unbelief. Some of these people saw the greatest miracles that had ever been done on the face of the earth. And yet, they went out and worshipped a cow, a golden calf. Went out and did different things. Disobeyed God. Didn't produce any faith in them. Faith cometh by hearing. And I'll tell you, any time we go to follow signs and wonders, we're going to miss the road. God said the signs and the wonders will follow us. Well, thank God for the signs. I'm not against them. But we're not to go out and go seeking after signs. I think one of the most enlightening things on this subject is the thing that Peter said. He said... I'm telling you, I account of what I saw. He said, these are not cunningly devised fables. He said, I was on the mountain, the Mount of Transfiguration. And he said, I saw this glory of the Lord. I saw Jesus glorified and shine as bright raiment and saw Moses and Elijah appear to him there. And he said, I saw all these things and the glory of all of it. But then he turned around and said, but we have a more sure word of prophecy. And he said, but I got something more sure than that, though. And it's the word of the living God. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast this week. This is the last day for CD offer number 7306. It's entitled, The Ministry of Angels. That's CD offer number 7306. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. Ministry of Angels. 
Did you know that in the Bible, when you go to studying the ministry of angels, you realize that they delivered people from certain death? Peter was in jail. They're going to pull his head in the morning. And the angel kicked him in the side, woke him up. I mean, his hands and feet are in stocks. He is in jail, and he's sound asleep. (laughs) Could you sleep if they're going to pull your head in the morning? I doubt it. But he was in faith. The angel woke him up, led him outside, and he thought he was dreaming. But when he was loose in the streets, he found out he wasn't dreaming. The angel delivered him. The ministry of angels. They delivered Paul and Silas. They were in jail. And the earthquake came and loosed all the bonds and the gates flung open. And they stayed there and got people saved. Hallelujah. Well, what you need to realize is that the angels get involved when you worship God and keep God's word in your mouth. Psalms 103 states that the angels hearken to the voice of God's word. When you speak God's word after him, you're giving it voice. If you don't give God's word voice, then you don't have an audience with angels. Now, my Bible's never said a word to me since I bought it. I had to read every word in it. When you speak the word of God audibly, you're giving voice to God's word. And that may be the only voice of God you'll ever hear, but it gets the attention of angels and they get them to working for you. Offer number 7306, Ministry of Angels, for a total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the devil is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.